confirm I have my have the audio going. Okay, so welcome to Lettered Philippi Live. This is our daily broadcast of uh, Messian Jewish teaching on the book of Philippians. And I'm Sean Imsley, your teacher. And uh, we have our audio going. So uh, welcome. This is Lettered Philippi Live, a daily broadcast where we look at Paul's letter to Philippians from a Messian Jewish theological perspective and look to see this letter that Paul wrote over 1900 years ago to the Philippian community, the people in the city of Philippi, a Roman colony, and how, how he meant these words to be understood. The people in Philippi, and us by example, how we can apply what Paul wrote to the Philippians to our own lives now as 21st century Messianic Jews and Messianic Gentiles. So we will be looking here at uh, the last part of chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, which I entitled in my commentary, the, the Way of Life. So we'll be looking at the Way of Life today on Letter to Philippi Live. Again, my name is Sean Emsley. Letter to Philippi is a new Messianic Jewish theological and teaching organization. You can find out more about us at Letter to Philippi .org, letter to Philippi.org. And you can ask any questions about our work. You can leave a prayer request when we're praying for you. We'll be looking more into depth on the importance of prayer when we get into chapter four. You can purchase a copy of my Messianic commentary on Philippians, which is the basis for this, this class. You can make a contribution to our work. We're a nonprofit organization. We'd appreciate your financial support. And you can find out more, as I said, about our organization, about our mission statement and other things, letter to philippi.org. So let's begin today with a word of prayer, and then we'll go into our study of the last two verses of chapter three of Philippians. Oh, Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your leading. We thank you for this opportunity each day to get together and look at your word, study your word, and to draw from these words of your holy servant, Paul. He spoke, he wrote to the people of Philippi, and now over 1900 years later, Lord, we can take these words and use them to grow more and more like the Messiah, to grow stronger in our faith, stronger in our lives as Messianic Jews, as we follow these principles that Paul has for, for the people of Philippi to focus their life on the Messiah, and may us each day become more and more and more in the Messiah as we study these words and as we live out these words in our lives. So again, this is Letter to Philippi Live. I'm Sean Imsley, your teacher, and I'm the founder of lettertophilippi.org, the new Messian and Jewish theological and teaching organization. So we'll be looking at uh, chapter three, verses 20 through 21 of Philippians today, as we conclude chapter three, and tomorrow we'll, we'll go get into chapter four. We'll be looking at, at uh, what Paul has there, talking about the importance of unity among leadership and the importance of, of focused prayer and the importance of prayer we'll be looking at in chapter four. But as we conclude chapter three, as Paul has been continuing his teaching to the people of Philippi about the importance of organizing their new lives in the Messiah, our last time together, we saw that, that Paul was speaking about speaking about the way of destruction, the way that, that those in Philippi who put their faith in Yeshua 
could could go off the way of life into the way of destruction by abandoning their connection to the God of Israel, connection to the Messiah, by being becoming enemies of the Messiah's horrific death, his death on the Roman cross. That uh, those he called enemies of the cross and the Messiah, enemies of the execution sake of the Messiah, those who had turned their lives against the Messiah. And though they may have been a, been part of the Messianic community in, in Philippi, they have turned their lives to going of going against what they knew about the Messiah and the scandal of the, the scandal's death of the Messiah had become even as far as going completely leaving the faith and leaving the Messianic community, leaving their faith trust in Yeshua to follow their own desires in essence for themselves to become their God rather than, than the God of Israel being their God. So Paul left at his, his, our last time together, showed the people of Philippi the way of destruction. Today, as we conclude chapter three, we'll be looking at the way of life. But Paul says that that was the way of destruction. That's the way to avoid. That's the wrong path. Now I want to show you where you need to stay on the way of life, the way that leads to the eternal connection to the one God of Israel, content, the union with the Messiah in life eternal. And Paul says here in verse 20, but we are citizens of heaven, and it's from there that we expect a deliverer, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. After telling the Philippians earlier about the punishment or destruction for Paul for those who are enemies of the Messiah, enemies of the the death of the Messiah, the enemies of Messiah's execution stake room, Messiah's cross. For those who are enemies of the Messiah, the enemies of the, the death of Messiah, promised them that those who are on that path were on the way of destruction. He says to the Philippians who are faithful to the Messiah and are willing to live under the scandal of a crucified Messiah, crucified Lord, that ahead of them is citizenship in heaven. They are truly citizens of heaven now. They're yet to, to experience full reality of the world to come. But in their faith, trust in Yeshua, in their faithfulness to the message of the Messiah and continuing to walk in the ways of righteousness, the ways of living as redeemed Gentiles, that Paul says you are already citizens of heaven. You are now citizens of heaven. We're, you are yet to... to to be there physically because you're still living in this world, but your citizenship in heaven is secure in your faith, trust in the Messiah and in staying faithful to and seeking to become more and more like him every day. And they now are waiting for the return of the Messiah to bring this new citizenship to complete reality. Paul says, for those who put their faith in Yeshua, those who have truly accepted Yeshua as Lord and Messiah, their citizenship is in heaven. Their eternal destiny is secure. Their connection to the God of Israel is secure. Their eternal destiny with the Messiah and the Messianic kingdom is secure. 
the full reality that is yet to appear until the Messiah returns and establishes the Messianic kingdom and establishes life eternal. But at this point, those who put their faith trust are have their citizenship in heaven. They're just waiting for the reality of that to come when the Messiah returns, maybe soon and quickly. What man does our world need? The return of the Messiah. And we long for that every day. And the the, the uh, sages of the Hafez Chaim said that we should, should focus on the coming of the Messiah. Every day, every moment of our life should be focused on the redemption, the coming of our Messiah to bring the life eternal, to bring the world to come, to bring the Messianic kingdom. And that should be our thought every moment of our lives, seeking that for our Messiah to return. Paul here reminds the Philippians that they hold now a greater citizenship as citizens of heaven, as followers of Yeshua. And this is a heavenly citizenship. As we said, with, with, Rome, with Philippi, it was a Roman colony. And those who lived in Philippi were granted Roman citizenship, was a, which was of high value, which was, which was great value in the Roman Empire to be a citizen of Rome, to have Roman citizenship, gave you gave you rights that are above above just those who are subjugated by the Romans. But they were at, they were in essence, oh, they lived in Philippi. They were they were given all the status of being ones who were living in Rome, and were Roman citizenship and Roman citizens, which which was a high value at that day. In many areas of life, and you you were you were to be treated different by the the Roman authorities. You'd be treated differently by the the Roman military. There was there was a status there that was highly valued in the Roman world. Many people would even spending spending their their whole whole life savings to somehow buy to buy citizenship. But these people in in Philippi were granted citizenship by Rome. But Paul is saying, though you you have this great citizenship on earth as Roman citizens, as citizens of Rome, you now, in your faith in Yeshua, in your connection to the Messiah, you now have an even greater citizenship, citizenship in, citizenship in heaven, citizenship in the eternal kingdom of the Messiah. You know, there, there was, in this world, it's great to be a citizen of Rome, but beyond comprehension is to be a citizen of heaven, to be one who is in right standing before the God of Israel, one who is redeemed. As I said, these people were in Philippi were mostly, mostly coming from pagan backgrounds, you know, worshipers of idols, worshipers of, of demons who had come to see the God of Israel in Messiah Yeshua, and have put their faith trust in Him, and have organized their lives according to the Scriptures of Israel, that they have now become citizens of heaven. They were, they were servants of false gods. They were servants of demons. They were ser ser servants of the evil one. But they had now come to see the God of Israel, their faith trust in Yeshua, and now more than just being citizens of, of Rome in this world, 
they have a far greater citizenship. Citizenship in heaven as followers of the one God of Israel and those who put themselves under the lordship of Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. In declaring Yeshua to be their deliverer and Lord, Paul was calling the Philippians to accept a provocative claim that would run counter to the Roman authority and system that declared the emperor as God and political savior. In embracing Yeshua as Messiah, the Philippians were making a dangerous religious and political statement that could cost them their lives as they embrace Yeshua faith and step out from their loyalty, loyalty to their earthly citizenship. As, as citizens of Rome, they were responsible to the Roman emperor cult, that Nero was worshipped as God, as Savior, as Lord. So in their acknowledgement of Yeshua as, as Savior and Lord, they were saying Nero is not Lord. So along with making a change of religious perspective from their pagan backgrounds, from the worship of idols, worship of demons, through the worship of the one God of Israel and following the Messiah of Israel. They were also making a political statement that, that Yeshua is Lord, Nero is not Lord. So in that, Paul is, is, is saying them to them to focus on your heavenly citizenship. You know, your earthly citizenship as a Roman citizen is now put in jeopardy by your faith trust in Yeshua. By calling Yeshua Lord, you are rejecting Nero as Lord. You're rejecting the Roman emperor cult. You are rejecting this central part of society. In essence, you are rejecting your earthly citizenship because now you have chosen heavenly citizenship by coming to follow the God of Israel. But Paul is wanting to make them sure that they understand that though in this world, they will have persecution. They will, they will, in essence, be threatening the the value of their Roman citizenship by rejecting the core of it, the worship of Nero, the the Roman Roman emperor. But Paul says, "You have a far greater citizenship, citizenship in heaven, citizenship in the world to come." with Messiah Yeshua as Lord and King of your life. And though, though there was greatness in being a Roman citizen, it's far greater now to know that you have a greater citizenship, citizenship in heaven, citizenship in the kingdom of Messiah and in the presence of the one God of Israel. As they brace, as they, the people of Philippi, embrace Yeshua faith, and step out of their loyalty to their earthly, earthly citizenship by accepting Yeshua as Lord and not Nero as Lord. Paul confirms the Philippians in their new heavenly citizenship with Yeshua as their Lord and Savior. Not only was Yeshua faith a religious decision for the Philippians, but also a political decision, choosing Yeshua over Nero. Yeshua is Lord, Nero is not Lord. Paul called the Philippians to recognize that they were citizens of heaven, and despite the opposition they would face in this world, the persecution that they will face, and even those like Paul who would lay down their lives for the Messiah.
Paul calls them to understand that the great worth of their faith, trust in Yeshua, and the great worth, despite whatever persecutions, and even, even martyrdom for the Messiah would come in this world, ahead of them is heavenly citizenship, which is secure. And despite opposition in this world, there was life eternal with Messiah ahead of them. Yeshua and citizens of heaven require rejection of their past pagan life and the syncretic religious life of Philippi for them to have a new allegiance and embracing of the Jewish God, the Jewish Messiah, and the Jewish scriptures. The people in Philippi are now redeemed Gentiles living for now in a pagan world, but whose ultimate destiny and current citizenship is not of this world. That they have who put their faith trust in Yeshua, but they said mostly from Gentile backgrounds are now redeemed Gentiles. There were there were Jews in Philippi, a small a small part of the community were, were Jews that we see in Acts 16 with Lydia and her her and her family becoming the first people to embrace Yeshua in Philippi and, and the first Messian community the first the first congregation in Philippi met in Lydia's house and she was was a a Jew who had accepted Yeshua as the Messiah. But most of these people in Philippi were coming from pagan backgrounds, coming from the religions of Rome and Greece and Thracia and the Egyptian cults and and so the straightforward worshiping of idols and demons. But now they have put their faith trust in Yeshua. They've embraced the God of Israel. They embrace the life of following the God of Israel and organizing their lives according to the scriptures of Israel. And they now have citizenship in heaven. They have a security of knowing that at the end of their lives, whether by natural death, by martyrdom, at the end of the line will be the Messiah Yeshua. They will enter into life eternal with Messiah Yeshua in the presence of the God of Israel to live forever. And this and this is our hope hope today in our our world which is getting darker and darker and more averse to the God of Israel, more averse to those who have faith trust in the Messiah of Israel. And though though uh, though it may, it may though it is foreign to us here in the Western world, we know that even today Throughout our world, many of those who claim Yeshua as Lord, those who are redeemed Gentiles from the nations, are laying down their lives even today for their faith in Yeshua. And we need to understand that we have new life. We have new life in Messiah. We have full atonement in the Messiah because of his willingness to give his life as an atonement for us, our great high priest, who was both, as I said, mystically, both the, we see in, in, in Hebrews, both the sacrifice and the high priest, the Kohen Hagadol, who offered the sacrifice, he was both the sacrifice and the sacrificer to offer us full atonement and to offer us this new life, to offer us citizenship in heaven. So in Yeshua, 
we who put our faith trust in him know that we too like the Philippians and look forward to heavenly citizenship, citizenship in the world to come with Messiah Yeshua ruling and reigning as king over all. In verse 21, we read, this is the last verse of our chapter today. He will change the bodies we have in this humble state and make them like his glorious body, using the power which enables him to bring everything under his control. The heavenly citizenship in verse 20 will require new spiritual bodies as the followers of Yeshua enter their new lives in their new home. They will be transformed into a spiritual body like that of the risen Yeshua. So with this heavenly sonship is, is his new body, new spiritual body, as Yeshua, after his resurrection, appeared to the Talmudim in a spiritual body. We too who put our faith trust in Yeshua. When we enter into our into our heavenly citizenship, when we enter into the life eternal, either at the end of our natural lives or when the Messiah returns, may that day come soon and speedily. We will be changed into new bodies, into new spiritual bodies, for their new experience of life eternal in the Messiah, in the world to come. Paul here used Yeshua as his model with a new life that is coming to those who are in Yeshua. In verse 21, we can see Paul giving a word of encouragement to the believers in Philippi that the hope in Messiah goes into eternity as they, like the Messiah, will receive new glorified bodies. Paul here is sharing with the Philippians this hope based on his own experience seeing the risen and glorified Yeshua on the road to Damascus, as we read in Acts 9. So Paul here is, is assuring the people in Philippi, and us by example, of the new life in the Messiah, that those who have put their faith in Yeshua, those who are following Yeshua, those who are ordering their lives as Talmudim and Yeshua, have heavenly citizenship waiting for them, and have, have a new glorified spiritual body as the Messiah did. And Paul is speaking from his own experience of seeing the risen Lord, the risen Yeshua, our Messiah, the risen Messiah Yeshua on the road to Damascus. From his own experience with the Messiah when he, when he encountered him on the road to Damascus and his whole life changed. His whole life changed from being a persecutor of the Messiah to a proclaimer of the words of the Messiah. By his own experience, he can tell the people of Philippi and us now 1900 years later that we have that hope of new glorified bodies to live forever with our righteous Messiah. And this is the hope that, that our, our faith, trust in Yeshua, our following Yeshua is more than just this life, but it has life eternal connected to it. Our hope not is just in this life to know the Messiah, but there is life eternal ahead of us, that our faithfulness to him, our faithfulness to the God of Israel, is gives us life in this world, gives us life in a world that's getting darker and darker every day, that we stand as lights in this world. And we have that hope that 
there's unending life ahead of us for those who await the coming of the Messiah, those who who know that his coming is is soon to be with us, and we long for that day. And we know that, as I said, whether by natural death or by by the coming of, of the righteous one, that we will enter into new life, eternal life in the Messianic kingdom, eternal life with the God of Israel, eternal life with our Messiah in new bodies, spiritual bodies that will never die, and we will live forever with our King and our Redeemer, our Messiah, who is our life in this world and will be our life in the world to come. Paul makes clear to the Philippians that the same resurrected new body that Yeshua assumed at his resurrection is the hope for those who put their faith in him. There's the power of the resurrection that guarantee is not only the resurrection of the Philippian believers and us by example, to eternal life, but also the final vindication of the righteous and subjugation of the created order under the righteous rule of King Messiah. So it is, is here, the, the resurrection of Messiah, the power of the resurrection is the hope of one life eternal that as the Messiah Yeshua, the firstborn of, of the resurrected, the firstborn of those who entered into, into the resurrected life, the resurrected body, the resurrected spiritual body. Along with that, and the hope of, of, of life eternal in, in new bodies that will never die, will never decay, there's also the vindication of the righteous, that those who have given their lives for their faith, trust in the God of Israel, the resurrection and life eternal for them vindicates their suffering, vindicates, offers a final vindication for all the persecution of those who have put their faith trust, those who've laid down their lives for the God of Israel. And it also will, will show that, that the resurrection guarantees Yeshua's rulership over all the cosmos, as we saw in the Messianic hymn, that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Yeshua the Messiah is Adonai, to the glory of God the Father. So in this final day, in this, in this resurrection, at the end of time, when the Messiah returns, all those who have given their lives for the Messiah will be vindicated as the Messiah Yeshua will be acknowledged by all those. Those who, those who have persecuted the Messiah of Israel will acknowledge his lordship, will acknowledge that he is the one to which they bow the knee. Though tragically for them, they will enter into into darkness, they will enter into, into punishment in, for their rejection of the God of Israel and for their persecution of the Messiah. But all, all creation will, will one day recognize Yeshua as Messiah and Lord of all creation. Us who are followers of, of Messiah, those who are Talmudim Yeshua, with great joy as we see 
our great King and Messiah before us. As I said, those who, who will be there acknowledging Yeshua, even though they had lived their lives in opposition to him. Thus, we have another glimpse of the Lordship of Yeshua. And Paul's understanding of Yeshua is one with the one God of Israel. Another example of what of Paul's high Christology in this letter, that as Paul concludes this section here and shows us that, that there is a day coming when the Messiah will rule and reign over all creation and be acknowledged as ruler of all. It shows us a continuing understanding that Paul has of the divine nature and union of Yeshua with the one God of Israel. That he, as the final judge, as he the one to which all creation will bow, he is, Yeshua, is one with the one God of Israel. And he will be the one who will rule and reign over all creation. The one God of Israel will be vindicated in the rulership of Yeshua over all. So in, in our, our, our time today, we've looked at these two verses, the final verses, the way of life, Paul is calling the people of Philippi to understand. One, that they have a greater citizenship, greater than Roman citizenship, but citizenship in heaven, that there is life eternal ahead of them, despite whatever suffering and persecution in this world, and the stranger from family and friends, and the society example, the society as whole, as they reject the emperor cult. Paul says, "You have citizenship in heaven. You have that ahead of you. Life eternal is yours in your faith, trusting in the Messiah." And also in verse twenty-one, we see that 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 along with this hope of life eternal, this hope of of heavenly citizenship, there will be new bodies, bodies that will never die, that will never decay will never be diseased, that in this new world, we enter new life in the Messiah, in new uncorruptible spiritual bodies. And that is, that is the hope, that there is hope in this world in knowing the Messiah. There's even a greater hope in the world to come as one day we will become united with our Messiah, either at physical death, as Paul was looking looking at coming soon as his execution was was on on path, or when our righteous Messiah returns, may that time be soon. The assurance there is for those who put their faith in Yeshua, those who acknowledge Yeshua as Lord, that there is that death in this world is not the end. But it is it is entering into full connection with the Messiah, and we long for His return, where life unending will come to all those who put their faith trust in Yeshua. So this is what Paul wanted us to hear today: that there is that there is hope, and there is a greater citizenship than any citizenship we have in this world, citizenship in heaven. So in our next time together, we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 4 and looking at, at Paul dealing with, with one of the, the issues of conflict in, in the Messianic community in Philippi, an issue of disagreement between two of the, 
the women in leadership in the, in the congregation, Yodia and Syntyche. And we'll see him dealing with this issue of disunity among leaders and how that disunity threatens the whole of the Messianic community in Philippi and how it needs to be taken care of so as to bring together all those in the people of Philippi. So we'll be looking at our next time together. Thank you for watching. It's been, uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday and we'll be starting into Philippians chapter four. And uh, that will conclude our time today. Again, my name is Sean Imsley. I am your teacher here at Letter to Philippi. If you want more information about Letter to Philippi, just go to lettertophilippi.org. As I said, you can you can read our, our new mission statement. You can read our what we believe. You can get a, a copy of my commentary on Philippians. This book is, is based on. You leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. And we'll be looking at the importance of prayer in our next couple of classes in we we'll get into Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. You can make a contribution to the work of Letter to Philippi, either a one-time contribution, or even better if you can make an ongoing contribution monthly to keep this work going, help us to expand our work. And as we move, move looking to go move into our, our messy and Jewish book reviews and also into our uh, our uh, live get-togethers for for remembering the Messiah in the Zikron Mashiach. And that more information will be coming on that as we continue to develop other new initiatives. But we thank you for watching this and we will continue moving into chapter four on our next time together. So again, this is Sean Imsley from Letter to Philippi, letteredphilippi.org, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Thank you for watching. Have a great day.